0: To what we like, we're your hosts, Cindy and Sonia. Join us each
1: week as we discuss the world of adulting with some ratchet recap and fun sessions. be petty because I have a petty spirit. So, if my petty
0: spirit is live and well, I
1: definitely
0: <laughs> recommend. <laughs> I feel like it's my pain. Right. And I'm able to post what I want to post. I live my life unapologetically. I do. Hey Cindy.
1: Hey Sonya. How are you? Good, how are you?
0: I am good, 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 good. I am ready for you know the
1: weekend. The weekend.
0: <laughs> yes. So I'm not going to even get into that. Well, yes, I am. But let's jump into car chatter. Did you see a
1: one from Love It Hip Hop? He cut. He cut his locks. Also, oh, he cut them, right. and that's his hair. And that's his hair, I guess. And okay. Some, somebody
0: said he permed it. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. A Did case. you see Azriel Clary's video today?
1: No. <laughs> what?
0: Well, she was. She posted a video trying to decide what outfit to wear and dancing and. Um singing along to some song. And of course, people were saying, Oh, our Kelly gone. Now she posted. <laughs> <laughs> She's going live. <laughs> oh. And then of course she had a follow-up and she said, I've always had a phone. I'm always able to post when I can and I was just in Florida last month doing hookah and turning up like yeah, no but please believe I'm in love with Robert Kelly and I'm just trying to decide what to wear because we're going out for Jocelyn's birthday. It's But I've never seen her post on social media. I was
1: going <laughs> to say you know that the uh, people would have you know, known that nobody's seen or heard from these girls. And and is he still locked up?
0: Oh, he is. Bail denied. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's still locked up. His bail has been denied. Uh, if you get a chance, and it was long, so you might not want to listen to the whole thing, but her dad did an interview with uh, Tasha. Uh, Wanda Oh, yeah. Unwind, uh-huh. Actually, you know. He did an interview with her and basically said that he's willing to get an apartment for her and Jocelyn because they're super close, they're inseparable, and whenever she's ready, he's willing to get them an apartment, pay for the apartment, wherever they want it to be. And, you know, he's not saying she needs to come home because she's grown now. So, he did that, but yeah, R. Kelly, his bail was denied, and... Wow. I'm thinking if he was out, uh, we wouldn't have seen uh, Azriel doing her little pop lock video. <laughs> oh,
1: probably not. Probably.
0: But I should mention that Jocelyn, she was nowhere in the video. Even though uh, the little girl said they were going out for Jocelyn's birthday. But she was nowhere in the video. Because I think she know daddy wouldn't like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't realize he was still in jail.
0: He is. And I think that they said that he was fearing for his life and requested solitary confinement.
1: Well, good for him that he's still locked up. <laughs>
0: I know, right? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm glad that he is still locked up. He deserves that. Mm-hmm. He really does. That
0: and much more. Yes, he does.
1: He deserves it.
0: Yes, So let's jump into this week's episode. And this is something that I saw on social media right now. I cannot remember exactly where, but it is a question. Okay. And the question is, what's the hardest to say? Okay. One, I apologize. Two, I appreciate you. Three, I need help. Four, I love you. Or five, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Huh.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to go. Is that
0: a hard one for you? You know
1: what? No, that's really easy for me because the the answer just popped right up to me. I knew which was easier. Uh, I mean, which was harder. Um, It's hard for me to say I need help. Like It's really hard for me to say I need help. I feel like because my family circle is so small that I should be the one that they have to come to. And so I really, I feel like I really don't have or really should need anybody to, to help me because I should be the helper, not, you know. The help, I I should need some help. So that's really difficult for me to say that. And I will usually go without or do without or whatever, rather than to ask somebody for help, you know, and and God forbid it's a mental situation or depressed situation or, or, you know, I need to talk to somebody. I definitely will let that go. Cause I feel like I, I just don't need to put that on somebody else, but I do feel like on the other hand, that I should be the person that everybody needs. Like I should be the one that if somebody needs to talk to somebody, I should be there. If somebody, uh, especially family or, or close friends, if they need something, I should be able to do it
0: if I can you know so now when when you say you should be able to do it if you can is that coming from a place of i feel obligated to do it or i want to be that person i i want to be
1: you know this the sad thing is if it's finances or whatever you probably going to need me and like two or three other people if you need <laughs> if you need a good chunk of money or something but i always feel like i it is not like out of obligation. I just feel like I should be able to help, especially family and really close friends. Like I should be able to help. That's what I should be able to do. So if, if at all possible, I try to make a way, even if I have to change some things for myself, I will try to make it make it happen For them, and then I'll work it out for myself on the back end, you know. So that always doesn't work out well, but yeah, you know. Um, um. So that's the hardest for me to say. Hey, I need help. That's the hardest for me. For me to say, I apologize. I I can I can do that, or I'm sorry. I can do that. I forgot what the other two were. the, the last two, I forgot what they were, but I, I can, you know, those things, or oh, I appreciate you. I can, I can do that because those, are, especially I appreciate you. That's something I like to say, like, I appreciate you or thank you or, you know, whatever. I apologize. Sometimes that can be hard for me because I can be a little petty, but I need your help is probably the worst. Because I'm petty. I've said that in several episodes. I'm petty. <laughs> so, you know, that that can um, apologize. It can be a little difficult sometimes, but nothing like I need, I need your
0: help. So what about you? And I have to say it's same, same, same for me. When I saw this question, I said, oh, this is a good one. And immediately, as I was reading it, I knew just like you right off the bat which one I have a hard time with, and it's definitely number three, I need help, yep like I mean the other ones I apologize, I'm a lot better with that now than I was maybe years ago and and maybe because I'm done, I'm able to accept, okay, you know what obviously. You're not perfect, but I used to think that I was. (laughs) In reality, none of us are. So apologizing has become a lot easier to me now than it was before. I can definitely say I appreciate you because I don't look for people or expect people to really do anything for me. So if they do, I do feel a great deal of, of gratitude and I do feel appreciation for that. And, and I don't have a problem saying that. And I love you. Yes, I can. and Not to just anybody. That's just restricted to those that I do right, love. Right. I don't use the word casually. It says... I'm wrong I was sorry to me that's the same as I apologize so yeah I can do that but the I need help is so hard for me and this is one like some of the other ones I can look at the list and I can see yeah I had problems with that or that was difficult for me maybe when I was younger but I've matured and gotten to a certain point where I can do that now Yeah. I need help has always been difficult for me and it's still the same. Today I have such a hard time asking for help. And I don't know part of me it's like it's a sign of weakness which I don't want to be. Right. Also in in, in my brain I know we all need help from time to time. Right. That's just how it is. Like we don't live in this world alone. We can't function alone we all need help but that is so difficult for me to acknowledge it's 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 hard for me it, it and, is and i've had this conversation multiple times with mr and he would but he he'll make me ask right for help because i i it's been uh my thing to shut down mm-hmm. i just shut completely down yes and he's like, okay what do you need you need help with something? What's going on? What do you need? And I'm always like, "Nothing. I'm good. It's fine." Right, right. <laughs> but on the inside, I could be falling apart. <laughs> right. Right. But I too am that person my family pulls on me a lot, and it's it can it can be tolling. It could be a, it could be a lot, and sometimes it is a lot. And sometimes on the inside I feel like I'm going to burst but you have to be that strong person and i think it was said somewhere that every family has uh, like that person or maybe that go-to person and and, and that's that's what they do or and or that's your role right and a lot of times i feel like that's my role and, and not to minimize anything that my brothers do or anything because my older brother a rock And he is that person too, but the the everyday mini tasks, I feel like I get that stuff. Right, right. (laughs) And sometimes I wish I could just deal with the more important stuff, you know, like him. Like, but I get the everyday basic stuff that builds up to be a lot. Right. And and sometimes it's very draining. And it's it's hard to deal with. Oh, but yeah. I can tell you that what I, I'm trying to do now is I am trying to get to a place where I do, I stop. And I do ask for help when I know that I need it. And I start putting myself first sometimes uh-huh. and not being an afterthought. Right. And that's why I asked you. When you said you wanna be that person, it's like, okay, do you feel obligated or do you really wanna be that person? I think before I I wanted to be that person. Right. Now I feel obligated.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and you know, part it could be a little of both, you know, because I feel like they, you know, because our unit is small, they have nowhere else to go. So you know, I was tagged it, you know, so I kind of have to take that role. Um, and, and I think when you were saying about the day to day things, sometimes when they, you know, they have the little things that are not really big and, and, and not even finances or money, but just their little issues. Sometimes I have issues, too at that same moment but I have to set my stuff on the back Push burner the side. Yeah, so that I yeah. can deal with their stuff and get them through their stuff and like you said sometimes on the inside I just want to explode or I just want to drink an entire bottle of wine lay on the couch <laughs> and go to sleep and wake up and then it's a new, you know, day or whatever. It, it, because it's so it's so much, you know, so much going on. And then, you know, recently I've had a lot of changes going on, but life still goes on for everybody else.
0: And it's not that it does. I feel like it's not that they're not. And don't if you care. play that role, even though you may be going through something and everybody is fully aware of what's going on, but you are still that person. So right. in the midst of all of your chaos and everything that you have going on, everybody is still expecting you to be that person.
1: Right. And, and I think that they don't even really... It's, it's just that they don't even really think about it. You know, they, don't, they never right. think that, right. oh my gosh, she may be going through something. Like, hey, how are you? Like, what's going on? You've been kind of... Because what I will do a lot of times, is I'll just shut down a bit and kind of slow up on the calls and the texts and just kind of keep it going enough that we're still on the tracks, you know. But... Yes. Not enough to... I definitely do that. Yeah, not (laughs) enough to alert somebody that uh uh-oh, she's going off the rails, but just enough so that I can have a second to, you know... Get everything straight in my head, but I think that they recalibrate.
0: Yes,
1: but I think that they forget. You know that I may occasionally need a hug or a virtual hug or
0: whatever. You know because I am that yeah, person. Yeah, and I, I, I think sometimes we spoil them and we play that role, and then when the time comes where we need to be nurtured and cared for right they don't get it because they've never really had to play that role right and I will never forget one time just out of the blue my dad says to me we pull on you so much we 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 call on you we you know you always are there well and who do you talk to like when you have your days or your moments or when things aren't going right who do you talk to I just looked at I, nobody, right? And I used to write a lot, and and I said, well, I'll put pen to paper, and and I'll write some stuff down. But I I realized early on, even when I wanted to do that, I can remember calling to have a conversation or to get some things out, and before I could get it out, they would be saying something <laughs> about. What they have going on. So I just push it back down. Right. And then I learned to internalize it and just keep it to myself and work it out for myself. Right. And it's hard. So when you get with someone who recognize that in you and then they want to pull it out because they truly want to help and they're not another dependent in your life, then you don't know how how to deal with that. Right. Right.
1: Well, you should... You should absolutely learn how to deal with that (laughs) because that is a, a good quality because I think, I think a lot of times there, like you said, there is one or two people in, in every family like that and people forget that just because that's the figure quote strong person in the family, whatever, that that person might need some help too. You know, so every once in a while, somebody should check in on that, you know, on that person, you know, do a do a little check. I agree and see. And I think a lot of times for whatever reason, um, women feel like we have to, you know, we have to take care of stuff. We got to make stuff happen for you know you got to make stuff happen for the family i have to be the one or people just make us the one like and and i'm talking about stuff from everything from what 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 do i do with this how do i fill this out what who do i call for this like just little stuff all the way up to the to the big mind blowing stuff you know and sometimes these even the little things Depending on where I am on the scale of, you know, healthy brain versus not-so-healthy brain right now, those little things can tip me over the edge, you know? Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. I can say that my my dad does... He makes conscious effort to check in and, are you okay? How's everything going? But... (laughs) When you have always been the person to do all of that, it's hard for you to accept the new role. Right. But I am trying to do that. And I I can say that I'm getting better. Well, most of the time it's when it's asked, hey, are you okay? Do you need help with anything? Right, right. I'm better at accepting it. Right. I I still haven't gotten to the point where I can just... Just come and ask for the help, but now I'm more accepting of it when it's being offered to me. Right, and and that's a start. <laughs> that's a little progress. That's a that's a start, and and I will say yeah. that,
1: um, my daughters, especially now that they're getting older and they have families of their own, and they are starting to, you know, take on that role a little bit for their family. They do say, you know, call and say, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days, you know, how's your day? What's going on? Um, you know with the whole move and everything, they were kind of checking in or um, one of my daughters is not great at expressing emotions, saying them, but she will do things. So she's recently been doing little things. And I know what it is. She thinks that I'm, you know, in a funk. And so that's her way yeah. of, you know, trying to do her part. So I think that they're slowly learning as they mature. But still, it, it's the role I'm in. And so I think that that's where I'll always be. And, and I'm not complaining about it. You know, because I put myself here. I accepted the role. You know, I took it on, and I've been it, yeah, you know, maybe doing
0: accept it because I don't think we always put ourselves in that role. I think sometimes we are nominated, right, or pulled into, right, or it's just one of those things where it needs to be done, and we end up doing it, and then that becomes the norm, right.
1: And, and, and but, think about it. That's how you sometimes get in a role for a lot of stuff at work. Sometimes I know I've, I've taken on something that I, I saw it need to be done. And then before you know it, everybody comes to me because now they think this is the role. This is part of what I do just because I took this on. So I think that, you know, sometimes that's what happens to the figure quote strong person is that you know you take on this role and you know there you are. You you took it on, so now everybody's like, oh, okay, well, you're it, <laughs> you know. So yeah,
0: I, I, and, and I agree with that, and I think that the other thing that I am learning to do more of is to take a step back and take moments when I need them and not or to try not to completely overwhelm myself. So sometimes I'll take a weekend and and not necessarily reach out because I need a moment. I need to recalibrate. I need to, to get my mind right. I need to get back into a good space because what I've learned is if we don't do that, then ultimately we're not going to be any good for our loved ones. Right. And, and I had to also learn that it is not selfish to put yourself first right. because you have to be in a good place. You have to be in a healthy place, body and mind right, in order to be there for someone else. So I, I tried to put more effort into that.
1: Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and that makes, that makes sense. You know, as we were talking, I was thinking, I, um, even when I'm, if they were to not come to me for things, then I find myself wondering then, wait, why aren't you asking me? Why didn't you come to me? So I think I put myself here and and push myself to be that person just because I feel like They should be coming
0: to me. So even though they nominated me. I'm okay when they don't come to me. (laughs) When they take care of something on their own and maybe they'll tell me about it after the fact. I have a little smile on the inside thinking, okay. Yes. Because the everyday little odds and ends. I shouldn't. It's just, I can't anymore. It's just, it's a whole lot. Now, if they pull me into it because I've done it so long, I do it. It's just like on autopilot. Right. But if they start taking it upon themselves to take care of some of this stuff without pulling me in, I'm okay with that too. Oh my gosh. Because it makes my life easier.
1: I freak out if I find out that's something I've adorably done that they do it themselves. Or... If it's something major and they say, oh, well, I asked so-and-so or whatever, I almost get a little like disappointed and offended. Like, wait a minute, I, I'm i supposed to be the one that you come to. So the more I think about it, I'm putting myself here. They may have nominated me, yeah, but I'm still- I'm, I'm not
0: in that place anymore. <laughs> I, I used to feel offended, but uh, no, I was drowning in it. So no. Yeah. I I I'm there and I do what's needed of me to do and anything else that they can that can be done on their own for themselves. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. You know, this was a really good conversation. When I saw the question, I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." But even though when I looked at it, I immediately knew which one I have a hard time with. And then I immediately acknowledge, okay, I need to work on Yeah, I've got some work to yeah. do. But yeah, I, I thought it was, was a good topic to, to chat about. Yeah, it
1: was a great, great topic. And it, it just actually made me think about, um you know, the role I play and actually why I play it is because I, you know, make myself that person and I want to be here. So, um I'm, I'm here yeah. because I
0: want to be here. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that will wrap up this week's conversation and we will jump into ratchet recap Whoa. and we're going to recap on those housewives in the Potomac. Okay. Yes. So you know, on on this one, I think this episode started with absolutely crazy. Giselle is with Ashley and she says you know Ashley I had an event last weekend and you know people are saying what's going on with Ashley and her husband and I, I don't know what to tell them. Right. And I'm like <laughs> shit it ain't none of your business. Right. Yes. I I was
1: like first off Gis- Giselle is so messy that that this has to be for TV because I don't see how she would have a friend if she was really that messy like some that some of that has to be for t v because there's no way I would spend time with somebody who was that messy like she has no there's nobody who's off limits but Robin that's it like everybody else is free game I've never seen her been and she actually threw Robin under the bus a couple of times so
0: Yeah, well, I think that that just shows that the other ladies aren't her friends. Like, Robin is her friend. And she because she's so messy, she threw Robin under under the bus, and I don't even think at the time she was conscious of it. That's just what she does. But I don't really think she viewed the other ladies as her true friend. I think she did with Karen until Karen was, like, over her and her messiness. Right. But also, speaking of real life or it being for for TV the moment that Monique and Candace had after their big blow up last week and Monique told Candace she would drag right. her pregnant and all they showed where they they text each other afterwards right. and basically in the text it said hey because you know you're my, you're like a sister to me and I don't want work or you know or these chicks are basically this right to get in in the way. So I think that they had a true moment where it kind of showed that okay, maybe they are or that could have been scripted too. I don't know. Right. But it was it was trying to imply that they were good outside of the show. And they and after that blow up because what happens is they do put them in situations where it could happen people in, end up blowing up, tensions get high, and I think that's what happened in that moment. And it was nice to see that they checked on one another and they, they squashed it immediately afterwards. Right. And that wasn't for the cameras. That was for them and their relationship. Right.
1: And, and, and like she was saying, you know, that could be a real sister moment because that happens. You know, you can emotions get involved. Monique is pregnant I don't know what's Candace and her mom. That whole situation is probably on her mind. And, you know, they, they got emotional with one another. And it was good to see that they came back and apologized who I really thought if that, if this whole fight between Candace and, um, what's, what's the one who's married to the touchy feely dude? Um, Ashley, Ashley. um, if the, the thing between Candace and Ashley is for real that's really d- discouraging because there it's it's so messy and so hateful between the two of them like i can't really understand what's the deal between Candace and Ashley why Candace seems like she doesn't like her so much and
0: now she And there could be some, you know, there could be some jealousy into in that. I think they were both pageant girls. But the thing is, it's not really that I see people act like this. I see pettiness in people on a day on a daily almost. So some of the stuff that they do doesn't really surprise me that much. Because some of it is not that far of a stretch. Because there are a lot of that going on yeah and
1: i guess you i have to remember too they're slightly younger so there's they and and not to say that the older women don't do it but they they are slightly younger so they they probably have a little bit of maturing to to do but i definitely want to ask your thoughts on ashley's husband michael and his whole touchy-feely want to, you know, do some stuff with a dude. Well, I
0: think she's, she knows what's going on with him. I do, too.
1: I think she's fully aware of it. it. It can be slightly embarrassing for her, but she's fully aware of it. Like, you can tell by some of her responses that it's not like she's super surprised. Like,
0: you know, like... Right. And, and if you know on the therapy session that she had, she acknowledged that part of her views Michael as a father figure right. and she doesn't want to disappoint him. She wants to be the perfect wife because she doesn't want him to leave her like her dad, her dad right. left right. her. That explains a lot. Yes, it does.
1: That When she <laughs> said that, I was like... That explains a lot like because you the stuff that you put up with from this guy and the the whole touching a guy and stuff like this isn't the first situation he's had. There was like a season or so ago where he touched somebody like one of the husbands or once somebody at a party or something. He's touched somebody before. So this whole thing is like, okay, now it's believable about the whole sausage thing because all of this is starting to, you know, come out or whatever. And I didn't realize that whole situation happened at Monique's house that when they were filming right. at her house until this episode. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, oh. And the last thing that I have from this episode was... It was so sad to see the moment with Giselle and her daughters where the middle one said she felt left out and she didn't feel like her mom loved her as much as the other girls or maybe I shouldn't say she didn't feel her, mo- her mom loved her, but she gave the other girls more attention right. than her. Right. She said so, they were her I mean, favorite. You, you had three girls. Did you experience anything like that? Absolutely. And
1: to this day, and two of my daughters are in their 30s, (laughs) to this day, they still claim I have a favorite. Everybody thinks the other one is the favorite. And I tried to explain this to them from when they were younger, that I love them all the same, but differently. And and what I mean by that is you, this one may need me to to act this way. And this one may need me to, you know, like one may need to to be cuddled and spend time. And the other one may not need that kind of attention or want it, you know? And so I love them all the same, but differently. I love them according to how they need. And I thought, Kinda. That's what Giselle was trying to say when she said to her. Well, I.
0: You know you. I think the problem. There was a problem with that. Well,
1: it for me. And I was gonna say it was the way she said. Well, you don't need. You know I don't have to worry about you. But but if she if she's still feeling that way, then that means that that's not the way she wants to be loved and showed attention so you have to you have to do what what they need and you got to figure it out though
0: you know so yeah and and I think when it comes to I mean she said the oldest is going into high school so she needs attention because she's trying to get her settled with that she said the youngest comes in her room well they're twins but she comes in her room and she snuggles with her and she likes to be around her but uh angel, she said, is a lot like her and a bit more reserved. And I think that even if you have a situation where one child needs, or you feel like one child needs more of your time and energy than another, or one is more needy, that's fine. But you have to spread that time. Right. Because even though she felt that Angel didn't need her, because like she said, I know that you're not getting any you're not gonna get into any trouble. I know that your homework is already always gonna be done. I know that you're doing well on your test. But the thing is you have to be careful because if if Angel sees that okay, well I'm doing all of this stuff and I get zero attention, well then maybe I need to start getting into trouble. Right. To get your attention, right. or maybe I I need to not do so well in school. So maybe she doesn't want to cuddle at you with you at night. Maybe she doesn't, you know, want you in her face at this time or that time. But you have to 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 tune in to find out what it is that she needs and do that. Right, right. And when they went out for ice cream, I think she said, or, or they went out for something, and she said. I don't want to leave the house. Right, and right. And was like, well, should we do activities at home? And she's like, yes. So it's like, whatever it is, you got to find out what that is. And because a lot of time with kids, you think that they don't want to be bothered or they don't want you around, especially at that age. But they need to know that you're there and they need to feel that love and that attention, even if they act like they don't want. Right, to.
1: right. I I agree. And I had the same situation. One of my daughters was not the, the cuddly type because she was always at cheer or basketball or at a party. But another one was content with being home all the time. So it seemed like she was getting more attention when really it was just because she was a homebody. She could care less about leaving the house at all. Like she would stay home mm-hmm. all the time. So to the others, it seemed like I was giving her more attention. It was just, she was home, you know? So,
0: yeah. And, and I think that's the point that Giselle was trying to make and cause she obviously knows, no, there's not a favorite. I love all my girls the same, but then she have to take in consideration the perspective of her daughter because that's how she feels. Right.
1: Right. And I think that's the bottom line It's, um, it's just like with any relationship, you have to figure out how that person wants to be loved and shown love and, and do that for that child. Because like you said, at all three of them, she was, you know, saying that they were different. So, you know, she just have to figure out how they, you know, like to be loved. And, and hopefully going forward, now that her daughter has told her, she can, you know, make some adjustments or whatever.
0: To uh. and that's the great thing because she says, Now I know, and it'll be handled, it'll be dealt with. Angel won't feel like this anymore. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, a good human moment with uh, Oh
1: <laughs> I was like, Wow, she can be an actual person. <laughs>
0: yes nice to see yeah. well that will wrap it up for this week's episode and we will talk to you guys next week bye, bye. if you would like to share your comments
1: or let us know what you think about the episode Please email us at whatwelike, at gmail.com.
0: You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whatwelike. Make
1: sure that you guys are doing what you like this week.
0: Because we'll definitely be doing what we like. Bye.
1: Bye.